0: Food is about people and places and moments in time. This is a Chef de Snapshot with your host, Graham McLennan. Thanks for joining me here for the first standalone Chef Chefdemony Snapshot episode. And I'm really excited to bring you today's show with my fellow food podcaster, Nicole Schweigman. Nicole's podcast is called BFF with the Chef, and I absolutely recommend it. She has such great discussions with chefs and food writers, and you're going to hear a little about her podcast today directly from Nicole. You're also going to hear from Nicole about the food scene in her relatively new city of San Diego. We'll talk about some places Nicole has been loving for takeaway during the pandemic, some places she's looking forward to trying out, and some neighborhoods you will definitely want to check out for specific food recommendations. This is all coming up in today's short snapshot episode. This is the San Diego food scene in summer 2021 with my guest, Nicole Schweigman. Nicole, thank you so much for joining me for this Snapshot episode. We need to jump into the San Diego food scene. But before we do that, please tell us about your great podcast. I've been listening for some time now. I was delighted to find another episode because I know you've taken a bit of a break. But tell us about BFF with the Chef, uh, why you started it, and really why you've been doing this podcast.
1: Well, Graham, I'm so happy to be on your podcast. I am also a fan of yours. Thank you for inviting me. It's just, it's I'm really honored to be here. So BFF with the Chef, you can describe me as the ultimate food fan, right? I'm not trying to be a chef. I'm I'm not a chef. And you know what? Shout out to all the food bloggers who do what they do because that is hard work. Um sure. you could say I'm sort of an admirer of chefs and food bloggers and you know just the hustle they have and all the hard work they do. So I started BFF with the chef to you know talk to those folks about what they're eating, what they're making, what restaurants they're going to because Like everybody else, you know, I'm a big fan of the culinary world. And I wanted to dig into, like, what are those guys on the line eating? What are those guys on the line thinking about? What's in their fridge? What are they making at midnight when they come home from having cooking all night? And I love those stories. I love to hear the kind of ingredients they have in their fridge. I love to hear what food bloggers are doing, you know, in their kitchen. And so that is just really a way for me to really celebrate them and celebrate those people who aren't necessarily famous but who do this amazing skill of turning raw ingredients into something delicious.
0: I love it. We are definitely of the same mind on all of that, which is uh, why it's so great to connect. So let's get to San Diego and tell us what, and I've got a question about where you came from right before you came to San Diego, but let's leave that for now and tell us what's going on food scene, dining scene in San Diego.
1: Well, it's been really exciting. So first of all, uh, as we're talking right now, San Diego is going to yellow tier. That's really the lowest tier right before everything goes back to normal. In fact, San Diego is scheduled to go back to normal on the 15th of June. And this is really exciting, Graham, for a couple of reasons. So one of the things that we saw during the pandemic, when I, I moved here right in the middle of the pandemic, I came from Hawaii, as you alluded. And you know there was kind of like this back and forth in California. First, everything was really shut down. When I got there in the summer, where things were opening up a little bit. There was some outdoor dining. Then, you know, they shut it down again. So there was a lot of flux. But one of the things San Diego has benefited from is all the great weather that they have. So there's always been some level of dining. There was a time for about six to eight weeks, I want to say, where there was no outdoor dining. It was takeout only. But the restaurants here really rallied. And a lot of them switched to takeout service, including a lot of the fine dining restaurants. There's a place called Juniper and Ivy that I really lived on during the pandemic for a fancy food night. You know, they did a great New Year's Eve. They sold drinks. They had signature cocktails the whole night. And I really give them a shout out because they adapted um, quickly. And they're downtown in Little Italy. So if you're down there, I automatically recommend Juniper and Ivy. They've since stopped their delivery um, and pickup service just because they've got so much demand because restaurants are opening back up. But they did a great job of surviving through the pandemic and really just keeping that customer service attitude the entire time. I I can't rave about Them enough. So right now in San Diego, what you're seeing is just, you know, there are still new restaurants, some that opened during the pandemic and did take out only a few that are opening now. And there's some, uh, you know, ones that have opened during the pandemic that I would love to talk to you about. Just really exciting food scene that's going on in San Diego right now
0: sounds amazing so yeah maybe tell us about one or two more and and the question i was going to ask you and maybe we can roll these together is what do you love about the san diego scene as it exists now and as you're starting to get to know it and what do you miss about the scene that you left recently which as you say is is hawaii and uh i I mean fish comes to mind for me For for the one time i've been to hawaii it was the fish was stunning and amazing but please tell us
1: well, Graham, I have to tell you, I, Hawaii will always be in my heart. Uh, a lot of my, you know, adopted ohana, as we call our family out there is still there. And I will tell you that the eating in Hawaii is really good. So I'll start with what I miss about Hawaii is the fresh poke. There's a place called Ahi Assassins. Uh, You know, they closed down during the pandemic, because they literally would go fishing every day. And whatever they catch, that's what they sell. So it's the freshest poke you'll have in the world. It's truly delicious. I love those guys. They're really just wonderful, you know, just down to earth, folks, and I recommend anyone going to Oahu. You should definitely check out Ahi Assassin's. Uh, And I also miss some of the great things about, you know, just Hawaii culture and the and the types of foods that you find really on the island. It's like a hodgepodge mix of like Japanese and Hawaiian and a lot of other Asian cultures. You can really find a lot of different, you know, Asian Pacific Islander foods out there. Another one that comes to mind. It's not necessarily Asian Pacific and its origin, but it's a donut called a malasada. You know, everyone goes to Leonard's, but there were a few other bakeries on the island that um, come to mind that I just, I just loved. So you can't go wrong in malasada. Now I will say switching to San Diego and I moved here in the food scene, of course I still, you know, I, I did not go out and dine. In fact, my first dine out was a couple of weeks ago, but I did not got out and dine during the pandemic. And that was just a personal choice for me. Also, I was really busy with my new job, but I will tell you that I did try and sample a lot of the takeout, um, and I'm really excited to tell you about a couple of the restaurants that I am excited to go to. Um, San Diego's food scene has really, you know, taken off. You know, LA used to be that place, and it still is for the most part, but a lot of those folks are realizing that there are some great foodies down here in San Diego, and we have a lot of top chefs, I I will say. So let me tell you about one place um, that I'm really excited about in Cardiff. It's a place called Waverly. Now, San Diego is a brunch town, okay? That is kind of, if you come to San Diego, at some point, if you have friends here, they're gonna wanna go to brunch. And there are a lot of brunch restaurants here and a lot of great brunch restaurants here. Why I'm excited about Waverly is one, it's up in Cardiff, which is, uh, your quintessential California beach town, very laid back vibe. You know, there's a place called Swami's Point. You see the surfers going out there. They catch the waves, they come back, they get a smoothie. That's California life for you. Well, wave released by chef Brian Reds, Rednikowski. I hope I'm getting that right. Rednikowski. He just recently did a Koshan 55 tour stop here in San Diego. I got to participate in that virtually. It was amazing. If you don't know what Koshan 55 is, it's like a celebration of pig products. You know, really, okay. that's parents. Heritage Pork, and he did a whole menu for that. So Brian has a restaurant downtown in Little Italy, but he opened up Waverly. And Waverly's kind of like, it's got breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's that all day type of restaurant, kind of like a very like California, modern version of a diner. But they have some really amazing dishes on the menu. I'm really excited about their pork belly. It, it's a pork belly breakfast sandwich but you know it's just it's got like a brioche bun i mean Mm. californians love their brunch you know he's got like a baked french toast on the menu and then their breakfast cocktails look really delicious there's a jamaican coffee cocktail that i i am dying to try so you know, that's new and I can't wait to try that. Another place I wanna recommend to everybody is if you come here, you know, there there's a lot of diversity and, and culture in San Diego, um, much more than you would expect. And there is a place called Fortunate Sun. Now, Fortunate Sun is a Chinese American restaurant, and they really make sure they call that out because it's serving a lot of the classics. You know, orange chicken, egg foo young, General So's chicken, and they acknowledge and know those are not traditional Chinese dishes in China. Right there, it's definitely Chinese American food but it's with a twist. And I, so far, people have been raving about it. They opened in August of 2020 during the pandemic. They did takeout only. They're now starting to open for sit-down service. There's a line every time I drive by them. <laughs> and I have not had the time to stand in that line and I... And I really wanted to, but I am so excited. In fact, I'm going to try that this weekend. I'm going to order some takeout from them because I hear their crab rangoons are really good. And I love the fact that they're just like unabashed about their, you know, Chinese American, you know, spin on this menu. I I think it's great. And I think people are here for it. So, so far, you know, I could go on and on. There's so many restaurants, but those are two I recommend right now.
0: Absolutely. It sounds wonderful. I've only been to San Diego once. Uh, I got to try just a a couple of places. I had a lot of Mexican food, which was just fantastic. But I didn't get to explore a lot. I didn't realize it was such a brunch town. It sounds like Portland, uh, Portland, Oregon. Uh, I've been there much more. And that struck me as another, wow, amazing brunch city.
1: Oh yes, absolutely. People love their brunch here. You know what I will tell you is that you know they also like this is a beach town, right? So people are always trying to pick up a few bites before they head to the beach. And a great place to do that is this butcher called the Wise Ox. Now the Wise Ox is located in North Park, one of the trendier neighborhoods in San Diego. Um, they took over the Wise Ox. It used to be called the Heart and Trotter, but new ownership came in, took it over. They own a couple of other restaurants in the area. Really, I I love what they did with the place. You know all of their meats are very you know they're locally sourced you know they're very ethically raised they brought in a lot of like local homemade goods and the great thing about this butcher is that they make a lot of great sandwiches and i always tell people if you can get a good sandwich at a butcher you're you're doing great so they, you know i always recommend if you're going to the beach They've got drinks, they've got wine, they've got sodas, you know, and not just, you know, your run-of-the-mill sodas, really locally sourced, you know, just as those, just that little extra bit of fun for your picnic. So I definitely recommend that people stop by the Wise Ox for a sandwich, head to the beach. It's really fun. Get some drinks. It's a great time.
0: This sounds amazing. Okay. I am coming to San Diego. (laughs) <laughs> this uh, And I agree with you about the butcher point. There was a place here in Vancouver. It's closed, unfortunately, closed years ago. It was called Big Lou's. Mm-hmm. And it was a butcher shop and sandwiches. And when I first went, I thought, is this going to be gimmicky? Because they're just wrapping it in the butcher paper, you know, and tying it. And it was very well presented. And then I tasted the sandwich. And what, you're right. If a butcher can put together a good sandwich, you're getting a great sandwich.
1: It's fantastic. And, you know, every time I go, I just think to myself, I got to go on a hike to justify taking one of these
0: sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. another sign of a great sandwich
1: Exactly. Okay. you know the Did- final place i would recommend speaking of meats and sandwiches i just i went there during like maybe like at near the end of the pandemic when things are starting to calm down people were getting vaccinated um my husband and i took a road trip we just drove around you know if you if you're going to do a road trip in san diego a great place to road trip, a day trip, is a, a town called Julian. It's about an hour outside of San Diego. It's kind of upper in the upper elevation areas. It's a fun drive, and Julian's known for their pies. They've got like several pie shops there, and they're you know they're, they compete in a really fun, friendly way. But if you're going on a day trip, you're usually going to Julian to do a hike, get a pie. Now, we took a little detour after picking up a pie, a whole pie, mind you. And we drove to San uh, Juan Capistrano. Now, San Juan Capistrano, if you, you know, went straight up from like, you know, San Diego proper, that's probably an hour and a half drive. Now, you're thinking to yourself, why are you driving 90 minutes? You're driving for Heritage Barbecue. That's place blew my socks off. I mean, it was incredible. The brisket, amazing, tender, but I will tell you there's a secret dish on there, the corn. I don't know what they put in this corn. It's like a creamy corn, like a cream style corn concoction mixture, but it is just insane. Like I literally thought about driving there for 90 minutes from where I live just to pick up a couple of like, you know, cases cases of those corns because it's that good that so good.
0: Somewhere called Heritage Barbecue. If you're raving about a vegetable dish, it's got to be good, right?
1: Oh, it's amazing! <laughs> and I'm telling you. You know, uh, it's Texas-style barbecue, so they, you know, they really these guys are from Texas, and so they brought that technique out here. Uh, it's it's one of the most, uh, and I spent time in Texas, so it's one of the most authentic Texas barbecue places that I've had in San Diego. Someone's probably going to write me an angry someone's screaming in their car right now at me about, <laughs> about that. I, I know, guys, I know. This is my opinion. No, yeah, but that's right. they're,
0: they're not on the podcast. You are.
1: <laughs> that's my opinion. So, Heritage Barbecue blew my socks off. So, not quite San Diego proper. Some might, you know, yell at me and say that's technically it's above Camp Pendleton. It's getting into that kind of low, low, low L.A. area, but it's worth the drive. I'm telling you, if you get it because you now there's a line they took away like the ordering online. Now there's a line. So you got to just get a couple of beers and wait for a while. It's worth it. (laughs) Worth it. In fact, so you can catch up with your friends and family while you wait in that line. But if you can get the brisket or you can get, you know, the beef ribs, do it. It's amazing. And don't <laughs> don't sleep on the
0: corn. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that advice. Okay, I think just one more question. And I don't know if you are, if there's anything you're bringing home and cooking up yourself these days or planning to because... Wow, does it sound that you have got options for going out now that things are opening up again. But anything that you're loving, preparing at home, maybe using some techniques you've picked up with chefs, what, you know, early summer 2021, what is Nicole cooking?
1: Well, you know, right now, I will tell you, I'm sort of obsessed with pound cake. So I will say Dominic Anzell, he has his cookbook that he put out, maybe right, right as the pandemic began, it was called How to Bake. Now, I, I I will say that I'm a big fan of his. I've gone to his bakery in New York. I've ordered numerous cronuts. So I'm a big Dominic Anzell fan. But I will say that I think he has the best pound cake rec- recipe that I have tried. And I've tried many. I'm a big pound cake fan. I always tell people, a pound cake, it's like... It's like a, you know, it's a blank slate. Like you can do, a, if you have a pound cake, I, I always love to have like a dessert in the house. I don't always eat dessert, but I like to have, it's like, I like to have an emergency dessert. If, if, if I all of a sudden wanted a sweet, you know, something after dinner, I got to have emergency dessert and I'm big on not buying desserts because I just feel like, I, I don't know. I, I, there's just something about a buying dessert and that's, that's just me personally. So If you make a vanilla pound cake, you can put strawberries on it. You can put a scoop of ice cream on it, chocolate syrup, nuts. It's your, you know, you can go wild. There's so many ways you can dress that pound cake. His pound cake, it is one of the best I've tried. And I think it's because he uses creme fraiche in his uh, pound cake to kind of lighten it a little bit. It's delicious and he's not afraid to use a lot of vanilla. That's what I tell people. Look, live your life. Okay. Save money on other things and buy real vanilla. Please. <laughs> great the great level, advice. All that is, you know, good on this earth. I know it's expensive. <laughs> I know it's a luxury item. Put back the pair of shoes and buy the real vanilla. That's what I tell everyone it's it's my number one thing. So that's what I'm kind of obsessed with is making that perfect pancake. And as always, if you listen to my podcast, everyone knows that I love banana bread. I'm really on the simple bakes, you know. A lot mm-hmm. I, people will be surprised. They think I'm doing a lot of extreme bakes after I did that wedding pavlova. I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> never again. I never want to see a pavlova in my life." I spent months making pavlovas to
0: perfect like that wedding pavlova. You can and vegan it. pavlova.
1: That's right. And <laughs> vegan is. You can see that on my Instagram if you're interested for a friend. I love that friend. She's a wonderful friend. I will never make another pavlova as long <laughs> as I live because I ate too many of them. So, right yes. the- But my bakes are not that extra. My bakes are very similar. I love banana bread and right now I'm obsessed with the Dominic Ansel vanilla pound cake. He gives you other ways in that book to to alter it and it's like a basic vanilla pound cake and you can do so much to it. This last time I actually put a strawberry jam in the middle so I'd have a little treat. So wow. that's what I'm when doing you, right now.
0: When you got to do it. Love it. Nicole, we've got to end it there. It's a wonderful place to stop. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been a super fun discussion and I've learned a ton, which is why I'm a fan of BFF with the chef. Thank you for being here.
1: Oh, I'm so glad and take care, Graham. It's so great to chat with you.
0: Nicole, that was so much fun. Thank you for joining me. I can't wait to visit San Diego again and to try out your recommendations. Also, I absolutely agree with you on that whole vanilla thing. Okay, my goal is to keep these snapshots short and focused, so that is going to do it for today. Remember to have a listen to Nicole's podcast, BFF with the Chef. You will not be disappointed. And thank you for being here with me again. I'm Graham McLennan, and I'll see you again really soon for the next episode of the Chef Chefdemoni podcast.